we're going to be taking through the progress of our black comedy feature film. Who are you, by the way? Nobody, nobody knows who we are. <laughs> what this is, is a DIY cinema podcast for DIY filmmakers. The idea is that you don't wait for permission, you just start. This is our first feature film, something we're going to do together. Uh, you're going to get it warts and all. <laughs> <laughs> so we just go into it. I kind of think we could. This is DIY Cinema Cult. Hello, you lot. I hope you're fine. I hope you're keeping well in lockdown. Uh, it's Mark here. Got a little bonus episode for you today. After our last episode with Prano Bailey Bond, uh, we, me and Erin had a lovely chat with her. And once we kind of wrapped things up formally, we carried on uh, chatting on the mic. None of the stuff made it into the final edit of the interview of episode eight. But it was a lovely little chat and quite enlightening when we found out various connections between us and particularly with Prano and and Aaron and his films. Um, it was a lovely little chat between filmmakers. So I've decided to release, uh, release it as a bit of a bonus episode. Um, so without further ado, here's me, Aaron and Prano having a little gin whack. You are listening to the debut feature film podcast. This is DIY Cinema Cult. Oh, I've been enjoying listening to, to your to your podcast, by the way, and I'm super excited about um, your film. That you know that it sounds great, like. I have to say, um, oh great, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I loved the Dog Day Afternoon. Um, sort of, it just honed it in for me. Um, yeah, when you pitched it and you mentioned that film because I absolutely adore that film. Oh, it's one of my faves, yeah. and it is. It is kind. That's is kind of the vibe of it. It's quite contained uh, comedy, and things go a bit dark. But it is in. It is in the the vein of that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And it's, we, yeah. We, we've been, well, we've been playing around with it a little bit recently, haven't we? Cause, cause uh, Mark's last drafts he sent to me, basically he'd added a bunch of scenes at the start. And my producer hat was like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Don't start adding new characters and new places, new locations. But he's like, but I think this will really give loads of stuff to the backstory. And I was like, yeah, but we've got nothing. Yeah. Um, but then. We- and then the last episode we had our friend Haddy on, who's kind of an independent producer, director, writer. And uh, he just gave us the right bollocking. Yeah. Uh, he'd, he'd listened to our first couple of episodes and he's going, you two need a talk to talk to. So it's, it's quite a funny a episode. Film out there. Like, stop, <laughs> stop pissing about. Get 20 grand. Go and make a feature film. We were like, okay. Uh, I'm working, I'm redrafting the script a little to make it a bit more, look, if we don't have any funding in place, let's write something that feels realistically that we could make it for 20, 30 grand yeah. rather than anything more than that. So that's currently what we're doing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it'd be great. I mean, we'll, maybe yeah. we'll fire over the latest script to you because I think it's uh, it's always yeah. good to get opinions. We, we were we were chatting a lot about in in the sort of last episode about the um, fear of putting your own uh, work out there to be scrutinised by peers, and there's always mm. that balance of like 
is someone going to steal my idea or is, you know, but then, you know, more and more we're thinking, well, this sort of DIY idea is a kind of, has to have a bit more of a communal attitude in, in that we kind of, you know, we're making this podcast with a sort of sense of like, well, we want to be scrutinized a bit as the process yeah. goes along. Yeah. And maybe that yeah. even means sharing your ideas at a more formative stage or a less polished stage than you might be more comfortable doing, you know. I think maybe more. it's about finding a, a group of people that you trust mm. that you can, you know, share yeah. work amongst, like we have that in the Cine Sisters, this group of female directors where it's like there's maybe like a a trust oath or something yeah, towards each other right, where, where good, yeah. you know you find the people that you know aren't gonna go and rip it off because I, I earlier i was listening to episode three um <laughs> it's a good one and, um, you were talking about a, a film that you'd watched that was uh a comedy um uh a, a, an actor who's a, a comedian mm. um and yes yeah and and i remembered that feeling before we shot sensor mm. i remember yeah. that feeling of like you see like a, a one line synopsis in a film festival yeah. about something to do with like yeah. watching vhs and you're like no. shit oh, someone's shit. done it already yeah. and, and anybody who'd be like oh i've heard about your film you should watch bloody blah and i'd yeah. like avoid that film for ages and then eventually be like i have to look and they'd be like it's not like it's you not know the same. yeah and it's um it's a funny one because shane meadows or i remember him saying like oh nobody's going to be able to tell your story the way you tell it so you shouldn't worry mm. about sharing ideas but mm. you know i kind of get that but then on the other flip side like you'd rather know now wouldn't you than yeah. once you've made it's it been two, two years. yeah well and also we were, we were talking about this a little bit before you came on as well because um you know uh, I'm, I'm making a documentary at the moment and Mark's just made a documentary that he's got out there and uh, both of us have had the experience and I actually had the experience today of someone contacting me saying oh I'm from Blah Blah Production Company and uh, I've heard about your film I'd love to see your trailer and me kind of going uh right why you know you're a production company you're not someone who might give me some money for it you and then as a consequence it turns out that they're trying to make a film that's along a similar uh area a similar subject matter and so i'm you know maybe i i you could be cynical or maybe you could sort of give them the benefit of the doubt maybe they're just doing research but maybe they're also just trying to get ideas off the ground in lockdown and and uh so it's a it is a very tricky balance but um yeah. but I, I i have a trust in somehow in human nature a little bit that you kind of think yeah. it's good for other people to hear things through other people's ears and eyes yeah. and yeah. if they are peers and to get to be able to take on genuine uh, feedback as a result and it will improve the end result, hopefully. Definitely, definitely. I mean, yeah. I, by the way, I really love the sound of your documentary as well um, and because uh, I know like Steve Bedlam and I know- Oh, really? Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, it's so funny that the link is there because I was like my brother and sister being slightly older than me, they, they went, to Nottingham after they left okay. Wales. So they kind of, all of their friends were like traveling Europe and some, and them at times were traveling Europe with those sound systems. And then, you know, when I moved to London, <laughs> oh, I was wow. like in the, that rave circle, <laughs> That's basically. That's so interesting. Um, there so you I'm go. super interested in seeing yeah. it. And like, 
really excited. And when you're talking about like penetrating that world yeah. and how yeah. gaining people's trust and things, um, I can, I know, I, I know it because I remember being at raves when I was sort of starting out as a filmmaker and thinking, God, I want to bring a camera, yeah. but I know if I film and yeah, it's not you know, cool. Then, yeah. Not cool, and yeah. you're at a rave as part of it, but who yeah. wants to be filmed in those yeah. circumstances? Which is what I first thought of when you said this big production company had come to you, Aaron, because it feels like maybe they don't, because you've had a special access to a certain number of sound systems or, or, or kind of you know DIY kind of setups, yeah. and you've got these great interviews already that I've seen, so maybe they don't have this certain access in areas which they're maybe trying to do through you. So I just be wary of that. But mm. you know, that's what you don't you don't kind of want people leapfrog leapfrogging you basically. Do you? Yeah, which you know, when this this uh, producer said to me today or development uh, executive or whatever said, you know, oh I've heard you making this film and uh, it'd be great to see the um great to see the trailer and uh, would you mind um telling me, you know, who's distributing it for you? She's basically given the game away. She's basically saying, are, are you backed by the big guns? Uh, and if yeah. not, we're going to kind of look at your ideas and we're probably going to filch them in some way. <laughs> but you're right in that actually my film is so much about access. Um, and it took me two years really of emailing people who... And you've done it on a really personal one-to-one. -one. Yes. You're not like, hi, I'm Aaron from... Yeah. X production company I'm making something for channel four no. you're like I'm an old raver I love what you do yeah. and I did it I off my own dime you know it was going to Berlin and and uh hanging out for a week and doing it with you know f making them aware that I want to do this for the love of it but god of course I hope that I can make it properly to a decent level and it will be um you know, seen in cinemas because, you know, in the end of the day, I could I could spend two years of my life making something and then it ends up on YouTube because I've had no money to or no distribution mm -hmm. to kind of get it out there. And, in a, and as a story, I think it's a, a, a really fascinating and sto a fascinating story, which I'm very certain lots of people will be interested in. But the the, the trick is, will people who invest in films see that in advance so do i have to do this entirely diy to get the film made in the way it needs to be made or do i have to get the right person or people involved at the right moment it can mean that maybe there's some money involved in it at the end of the day um and that it gets into cinemas which i'd like it to be because i think it, it should be or you know at least in you know on the big streaming services but um yeah, it's a, a, it's a challenge. There's a filmmaker you might want to connect with called Sophia Ollins, who I've, did a film. I've met her and you spoken know? to her, yes. Okay, right, good. Yeah, yeah, she did a film called Lost Vagueness, and she, Lost in Vagueness, Lost in yeah. Vagueness and she happens to know very well one of our neighbours, and I spoke to her at my neighbour's party, and I said, did you do that film? And she went, yeah, what are you doing? And I said, I'm doing this film, and it was this kind of, wow, yeah, we, we're talking about the same world here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm yet to, uh, maybe she's one for the podcast, Mark. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and also, I think it's great. I'm I'm super excited to see that your film because I think there's been 
people have like thrown around the idea of been approached by various people saying, oh, do you want to do a film about the 90s rave scene? And it's not, it, I don't find, personally, I don't want to make a fiction film about that. Mm. Um, but I think the real story is way more interesting and exciting in this case than a fiction mm. So I think, yeah, I'm excited to see it. Well, I'll send you the trailer uh, uh, when we're offline shortly and um, you can let me know what you think. There's there's definitely some great characters, Steve being in one of them. How do you know Steve, by the way? That's that's amazing. I know, like my friendship group, basically. He's uh, Steve is such a lovely, lovely. He's probably one of the loveliest people I know. Like He's amazing. I think the first time I ever met him, uh, he gave me a lift. Um, we were like, it was like late and you're going from one place to the next and you're already wasted. And he gave me a lift and he had some um, wooden salad spoons in the um, <laughs> the back, you know, the pocket behind his seat in his car. And I was like, wow, these are beautiful salad <laughs> spoons. I love them. And he said, you can have them. Oh, what <laughs> a legend. <laughs> what a legend. <laughs> That's how I, and he didn't know me at that point. And so that, I always remembered. Yeah. Steve gave me the he, he saved. <laughs> he saved me and Kate, my other half, completely. <clears throat> we went to Boomtown to do some filming for, for this film. And we filmed um, Spiral Tribe, sort of legendary sound system there doing a sort of, um, doing a, a day there and Steve was running one of the fields you know because he basically he, he bounces between doing the refugee community community kitchen yeah. and the um and doing Glastonbury and Boomtown and that sort of thing and uh late on one of the nights our tent got completely flattened and blown over on this it was a massive gale last last uh, August and we were looking at our tent going what the fuck do we do and we sort of tried to piece it back together again and we were just like this is completely destroyed so we thought let's just head for the car and just go home it's the only way out of this because i had my camera kit i had lights i had sound Shit. kit with me so we went for to for the exit and couldn't get out they barricaded us in to be busy the door the gates shut and you can't get in or out so we were just like what the hell do i do so i texted steve uh and said oh steve we're stuck what what what, what do we do and about 10 minutes later, he turned up in a golf buggy and went, <laughs> jump in. And we were like, what? Oh. And we jumped in the back with all of our stuff. And he drove us through the festival in his golf buggy and, and drove us to a yurt. And went, <laughs> there you go. Uh, someone moved out of there yesterday. You can stay there as long as you like. Oh. And it was just like, yeah, before you get out the before you get out of the golf buggy, see them salad spoons <laughs> in the back of the seat. <laughs> They're yours, mate. <laughs> So he's a pure uh, he's a pure legend and uh, it was a joy filming on his barge in uh, Tottenham and uh, I've got yeah. a lovely beautiful two and a half hour interview with him he was a very giving he's, yeah individual. he's just adorable he's like a sort of beaming wonderful buddha or something yeah. and I mean the refugee mm. community kitchen is amazing it's incredible like, isn't put it that together off nothing and it's grown yeah and feeds so many people he's yeah oh. he is incredible it's been a really interesting project for the pro from the process of meeting all of these people because yeah. um they've taken all those skills from putting on mad parties in in derelict buildings and fields back in the early 90s and they've then transported that into the modern world some of them doing yeah. mad environmental things or stuff like steve with the refugee commit community kitchen yeah it's amazing and it's like 
Amazing. You know, trans the, the, those people, those are the people you want to hang out with should the apocalypse really happen because yeah. they will sort out mm. the commune for you. They will make sure that there's running water and electricity. You know, yeah. they, they will keep you alive because they basically did it on the road for yeah. 15 yeah. years, you know. Is that going to be part of the documentary? Like the kind of where are they now? Yes, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. I, want, I want to tell that old story and then I want to, in a way, put, uh, in context of here and to the point where I'm filming a zoom rave that's happening because I want to wow. contrast the the incredible sense of togetherness that there was back then yeah. with this weird sense of both isolation but also technological yeah. dependence and things that we're on now yeah. um, but, but also the the radical energy that there is now um, with regards to climate crisis and all of the things that are happening um and also you know in a way us talking about diy stuff has you know definitely been inspired a little bit by that hasn't it mark we've been you know yeah. thinking about along the lines of well just get on and do it yourself and um yeah. don't rely on on everybody to to tell you that it's okay to do it I, I yeah. completely wholeheartedly back that. And I also think when you do it yourself, you do it on your own terms. And, um, you know, that's that's where, like, new ideas are born. Mm. Like, look at if you're thinking about the film financing kind of routes and if you're mm. talking about going certain routes, not, not the route I've gone with my feature, but, you know, when you're looking at, like, studios and stuff, how much is the heart of something like just squeezed out of it yeah. because it needs to fit a mold that means it'll earn back a certain amount of money and where does all the yeah. unique um heart of that project actually end up yeah i think yeah. You're doing it yourself yeah that's like so many incredible filmmakers like i love darren aronofsky and you look mm. at like him kind of parving his own you know course basically by doing it himself um, yeah yeah Transformers 3 probably started out as a very kind of touching little indie emotional little kind of human drama, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, but I, I like the stuff about the kind of sick granddad yeah. and, the, and the little boy, but maybe we should have some massive robots. Yeah. There was actually a film about three transgender people. Originally, originally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, the one I love is um, is a pretty woman, woman, and apparently, like when that was um, early on, the ending was that she went off with her female friend at ah. the end. Like it was actually like a women empowerment kind of idea. Ah. And then when the financiers came in, they were like, "No, we think it should be a romance, and she should end up with him." So they redrafted it. To, oh. um, and you think. It's like short, God, short it would be the other way around now. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Yeah, the it would be the other way around now. Yeah. Yeah. You are listening to DIY Cinema Cult. Well, there you go. Uh, it was lovely having Prado on. Uh, we wish her all the very best uh, with her film sensor and we can't wait to see the finished results of her debut also don't forget me and Aaron are really keen to see your your one minute films DIY cinema cult are running a one minute freaky film festival all films have got to be one minute or under please send them our way send us your films so get writing get shooting get cutting 
get freaky in lockdown and send your films our way. Okay, lovely. Hope you're all well. Keep well. I'll speak to you soon. Bye. on twitter at diy cinema cult or on instagram we are diy underscore cinema underscore cult seek out the diy cinema cult group on facebook or why not email us at diy cinema cult at gmail.com Follow.